Hey guys, and welcome back to TMJ Syndrome. I'm Mitch. I'm Jason. And I'm Tim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. All right, guys. So wanted to start the show out this time with a couple of corrections because I know we got ourselves fact-checked a little bit last time, guys. Uh oh. And uh, apparently, I may have misspoke when I was talking about the amount of viewership that Fortnite gets. Was it was, lower than you thought? Uh, it, it was, was lower, higher. Wasn't it? it was higher than I thought. Uh, oh. I was. I, I, you know, I may have been off by a little bit. I was making it sound like, you know, Fortnite as an esport wasn't getting a lot of viewership. Apparently, it gets like, it got like 2 million views in their big esport event or something like that. I mean, it's still shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, you know, basically more than a lot of things. But, you know, it just makes me think that, you know, we're all wrong sometimes, including Fortnite as an esport. It's still wrong and it sucks. And I'm still standing beside that. But, you know, I don't even if that was the case like it was a lot of viewerships i almost never hear anybody talking about fortnite as an esport i don't think it's i don't know how hyped it is at least in terms of word of mouth i wonder if that's because we're not 12 maybe it is well and that, i don't know how much you can do in esport from it too like there's you can do a lot of content from it right like you can have a lot of online content and twitch content and and you know, YouTube views and compilations and whatnot, but like, how? Uh, I think I still feel like it's going to go down the same thing that PUBG did when it's trying to go through and do its esport thing, right? Like each each match is a hundred people in a room playing. Like you can oh only my do God, so that much would be that. a nightmare. Yeah. yeah, and it's a thing. I think they they've done that with PUBG. They put a hundred people in a room, and then it's a hundred people playing. Uh, you know, and then you you die, and I I think you get up and walk away. Yep, but so uh, yeah, to those who correct us on that, I really appreciate the corrections because, you know, we always want to be factual here. We're telling feelings about facts, but so the fact is that, yeah, a lot of people watch it. The feeling is Fortnite sucks. Yeah, fuck Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I will end that off. Screw you for correcting me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will end that by saying that uh, when Method was streaming its mythic progression last week. With WoW. Ooh, some WoW, wow. talk. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say that the the GM, the guild like leader of the guild Method, had, when they were going through and streaming their final boss um, and they were getting that kill, uh, they had... He specifically on Twitch had more viewers than Ninja. So, damn, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Clickbait article. Wow, kills Fortnite. Fortnite in decline. Yes. Yes. See? That's perfect. Not, See, we can write that crap too. It's probably not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true enough for me. Hmm, I don't know. It's true enough. Print it. That's basically how those articles are written. They just find anything that they can say that is kind of true is twist the facts around just to get you to click on the stupid link. Yeah. Or they'll say something in there that they know is not true, but then they'll end the title with a question mark. So it's like they're asking a question and then (laughs) 
they'll they'll go back in and like the first line of the article is like no but <laughs> no that's not happening but let's go over all these other things is wow no overtaking is wow overtaking Fortnite? no but wow is pretty good <laughs> i do i do enjoy it quite often <laughs> Nice. Well, what have you guys been up to this last week? Uh, well, I took some advice uh, and I went and saw A Simple Favor. Ooh. And let me just say that movie is really good. Yep. So we're going to um, have a... So this is the movie with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. Yep. And it's about two girls who are being girls. So it's a, what is it, a, a chick flick? Is that I don't mean, know, would you call it a is? chick flick, Mitch? I, kind of, I guess. Like, it's not your normal, I don't know, when I think of chick flick, I I think of, like, 27 dresses uh, or something along those lines. It's the only one that's coming to mind. It's also a really good movie. Is that your but favorite movie? It is a good movie. Uh or like Mean Girls. Mean Girls is totally a chick flick, but also a really good movie. But anyway, that's besides the point. I don't know if I would consider this one a chick flick. Okay, I'll, give, it, I'll give the actual know. synopsis. I didn't do it. So, A Simple Favor, directed by Paul Fig. Oh my God, I hate that guy. Yeah. <laughs> centers around Stephanie Anna Kendrick, a mommy vlogger who seeks to uncover the truth behind her best friend Emily's, Blake Lively, Sudden disappearance from their small town. And so the is picture, it a mystery and like or the what? cover picture has like Anna Kendrick, like kind of like sitting down in like a sexy side pose with uh, Blake Lively behind her with like a cocktail in her hand, and they're both looking at the camera all sultry. Was it a comedy? I'm confused. It's a drama. It it is a. It is a drama with some comedic parts. So that guy's MO. Like that guy tries to be like, I think like a comedic John Hughes and he fails at it every time. That's just my um, opinion. I wouldn't say, I mean, there's comedy comedic pieces to it. Oh, you saw it too? Yeah. Overall, like the, the movie is more drama than anything else. I would say. Yeah. So I suppose That's like, true. you know, spoilers going forward. Oh, I won't go see the movie, so spoil the fuck out of it for me. Sweet. Uh, so Blake Lively plays some kind of... Uh, that's the chick that's married to Ryan Reynolds, right? Yep. Is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She Sorry. plays uh, a terrible mother who is uh, married to some guy who wrote one book and they have a giant house and it's all expensive. And then Anna Kendrick is some like single mother who doesn't have a lot of money and she's she gets all enamored with Blake Lively's character because she has money I mean kind of okay. and then the Blake Lively character disappears she did they find her body <laughs> she did find her body and then she comes back oh really yep yeah she's is she a zombie she staged the whole thing. Oh, yep. so it's a it's a Gone Girl scenario. Actually, kind of. It's a pretty that's that's probably a pretty good uh, comparison. Mm-hmm. Like Gone Girl, 
it has the same actually has a lot of the same tone as gone girl although i would i would argue that gone girl was better better yeah well yeah gone girl is a great movie <laughs> gone girl had me like on the edge of my seat for a good portion of that movie so she fakes her death because her because she wants to get away from the loser book husband i take it is that what that Cause is because she, she wants money oh so so how would she get money well insurance it wasn't like i think the i feel like the money thing came she afterwards life so insurance she, on she herself like, well yeah but she fucked up right so she has a twin sister and she kills her twin sister and the way that they portrayed it in the uh like her feelings and everything like that when it happened it it, it wasn't that she went into it knowing that she was going to kill her twin sister it was more like her twin sister like uh pissed her off and then set her over the edge and then she killed her twin sister and then she was like oh well now that my twin sister is dead let me fake it and i'm going to pretend that it was me because no one knows i have a twin because she's she's like hidden that for all of her life because of backstory yep and uh and so then she is like okay well like well let me instead of it being my sister that died i'll pretend that it was me that died and then i'll go through and get the get the money but it didn't seem like that was her plan from the very beginning so it was all a big yeah. giant accident it, it it's hard to tell man because like at one point it so was she had like a, a four million dollar life insurance policy taken out on her okay right and so yeah. she was kind of talking about it like she was she was doing it on purpose but then it was kind of like she came up with the idea after she killed her sister. I don't know. It was okay, weird. so is it like one of the, it sounds like one of those mystery movies where you have to watch it more than once to get the full picture. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I probably. feel like I got the full picture at the end because they kind of unravel it. But yeah, it's kind of, they're weaving a mystery throughout the entire thing. You're kind of like, whoa, what's going on? And then you find it out. Yep. I had I had predicted that Anna Kendrick's character actually killed her at the beginning, and I was very wrong. You were very wrong. Uh, I will say this though. So in, in the movie, Anna Kendrick has a mommy vlog where she does like baking and, and like crafts and stuff like that. Uh, I would totally watch that vlog if she, if Anna Kendrick, if Anna Kendrick was doing a mommy vlog. (laughs) Yeah. If Anna Kendrick for real did a mommy vlog, I would totally watch it. That girl's adorable. Adorable. So is she adorable? Or is she like attractive? Like, is it or is that the same thing? Uh, well, because I, I would I would classify her personality as adorable. Oh, okay. And so it's like her as a person. It's, her so, it's so funny, or to at see, least the characters that she plays. I don't know. It's so funny to see how what people like and don't like. Because I can't stand Anna Kendrick. Like, I, I I maybe it's just who I am, but that type of personality gets on my nerves. It's so interesting to see how different things are attracted. Different people are attracted to different things. Yeah. What about Blake Lively? I don't know enough about her. The only movie I've ever seen her in is that horrible Green Lantern movie. Apparently that's where they met and got married. And that's it. I have no idea. I know nothing about the actress. Was she in that movie? Who was she in that yeah, movie? Yeah, she was uh she was the love interest of the Green Lantern movie. She was I can't think of her name. She oh, was really? But she also had her hair dyed brown in that movie. So, but that's oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't, okay. I don't know enough about Blake Lively. If you're talking about pure and looks, yeah, she's a good looking woman. But 
Uh, from what I've seen with Anna Kendrick, she often plays the same person because uh, I've seen her in the Pitch Perfect movies, Scott Pilgrim, and a couple other stuff. And to me, she kind of plays like the quirky, dorky, funny girl. And honestly, I just that's just not the type of personality I've, I'm attracted to. I'm attracted to like, I don't know, like dark, brooding, and cynical. <laughs> So you probably really like Blake Lively in this movie then. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. When Anna Kendrick comes off that way in her, like in the interviews that I've seen her do as well. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trashing you or her. I'm just saying it's interesting to see. I am taking offense to this. What people like and what people don't like. Personally offended. Yeah. Like right. I, I like Kat Dennings is someone I'm attracted to and she's not really dark and brooding, but she portrays herself as that way she dresses and stuff. She kind of, she's kind of semi goth and her, at least she used to okay. be, Okay, you know? So yeah, I don't know. I mean, overall, I think, I think the movie, they both did pretty well in there. Like it was well acted, I think. And, uh, generally just an entertaining flick. I would recommend it. Uh, it, out of five Tims, it gets four Tims. Four out of five Tims. That's pretty they good. They only give five Tims for things that are like really, 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 really good. I did leave the movie theater uh, and immediately go to Spotify and get the soundtrack and start listening to it. Ooh, perfect. Yeah. A lot of French songs. It's great. Is it like killing in the box office or are people liking it? Uh, I think it made about... Let's see. Killing it in the box office. That's a good question. It looks like uh, it had a budget of 20 million and it made 40 million made so far. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, that's pretty good. I'll I'll take double the money every time, right? Yeah. Well, that's the problem with Hollywood, right? Is they're afraid to make movies like this with a lower budget and that's not going to, you know, bring in billions like a Marvel movie. Dude, it's like so much better though, right? Cuz like you take cuz this one is like an original story. It's based off of a book and like, it's just, it's not like there's going to be a simple favor two, where they all become freaking bat girls and fly around and shit. Like, it's just, just a fucking movie and we got to enjoy it and it's good and it's fine. Yeah. You need to make more movies like that. Well, the problem is Hollywood wants to chase that big top dollar, you know? Yeah. The problem is to chase that big top dollar, you have to invest a big top money and it's like, well, that's sometimes even, like if that it's huge investment like if it if that crap flops like um like justice, like justice league, league or solo yeah solo oh, was man. a flop yeah like massive losses it's like gambling pretty much like crazy gambling they should make a movie that is uh a movie about making a movie that's top dollar but not a documentary like it, it should be over the top exaggerated it's like a bunch of movie producers just like snorting crack yeah and ah, like green and green gotta screens make a bunch everywhere of money yep i like it it's gonna be great apparently blake lively deleted all pictures from her instagram account in order to promote the film because she's the one that disappears right yeah oh, that's okay funny. so yeah in the movie she does not have any pictures taken of her like yeah, that, that is a really thing. is really upset if you take a picture of her and all that stuff. So oh, that's funny. I can relate to that. I used to hate people taking my picture for like the longest time. Well, and part of it was because she was trying to hide her identity. Sure. 
So are you trying to hide your identity, Jason? Or is I, that your real name? I don't. I just, I know. I. I. It's a vanity <laughs> issue. I don't like it. Like, I. You know, everyone is so picture happy these days, and that started out a long time ago with MySpace and stuff like that. And I. I, I just turned me off, so I just didn't like pictures. You know. Yeah, I actually. I actually totally agree, and for a different reason, because it's not like, like it's not that I necessarily care that my pictures out there. I just I find it very annoying when I go and I talk to like a friend or a family member, and you're like, yeah, remember? So I was I was at this place this weekend, and this cool thing happened, and they're like, oh yeah, I saw it on Facebook. I'm like, and like the conversation just stops right there because they're like, well, I've already experienced your story. Why should we? keep talking about it and it's like that's the dumbest thing in the world like i could i could have told you about my experience but instead you now really don't care because you've already seen it (sighs) their facebook okay so on a side note to that tim that's because every time you come to tell me a story on monday it's always about how you dressed up your dogs over the weekend and i already and then you post your pictures of your dogs (laughs) on facebook so I already saw it. I don't want to see your dogs anymore, Tim. I don't want to see your stupid dogs over <laughs> and over again. You think your dogs really like getting dressed up like that? I think I think they enjoy the attention. <laughs> I would hate that if I were a dog. Like, what the heck? Is of this? course you were, dude. You would not be a dog, Jason. You would be a cat, hundred no. percent. true. And you would be one of those like mean cats that sit in the corner and it has all its claws and like you go and you're like, oh my God, like your kitty looks so nice. And you'd be like mm. looking like you want to be pet and you go and try I, to pet Jason cat and Jason cat's like, oh, and just, I like, actually, my personality, face. my, my personality, like once you get real near me is more like a dog, but more like a wounded dog, believe it or not. Like I, I, I'm super loyal for once you get to know me. Um, I do like to have attention. I can get real hyper. Believe it or That's not, more like a cat. No, it's not. No, I, I'm. I definitely would be a, more like a dog, but like a, a dog that's been wounded. Then you'd be a cat. Just swipes people in the face. I know for a fact that if I was an animal, I would be a ginger cat. Okay. Uh, Why a ginger cat? Because that is what Pottermore told me my Patronus charm was. The fuck does that mean? Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm not. No, I. It's, wait. How do I? Wait. What, Pottermore. So, do I need to do this right now? Wait. Have you never been to Pottermore? No. Okay. Do I do yeah, a so, survey and to find out what my Patronus charm would be? Yeah. So you go to Pottermore. You make an account and you can you can do a survey and you can find out what house you get sorted into and uh, you can take a wand test. See, you can take a Patronus charm test. This is why I have no idea you're talking about because I've only seen the Harry Potter movies once and never watched them again. I don't even remember what a Patronus is. And half the audience already hates me because Harry Potter is like this generation's fucking Star Wars. Expecto Patronus. Star Wars. I I keep watching a sci-fi channel recently and I don't know if sci-fi is doing like a Harry Potter marathon or some kind of thing, but there is uh, this commercial that is continues to talk about Harry Potter and how it's like it has a bunch of fans on there and, and why they're fans of Harry Potter and what got them into it and, and yada, yada, yada. Uh, and I don't, I don't know what the, I really don't know what the, the commercial is for. It's like, it's representing Harry Potter fans. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's like the millennials 
Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Like they all read that when they were, you know, 11, 12 years old and then grew up with it, you know? Yeah. And it's since I'm point. on the tail end of the millennial, like when Harry Potter came out, I had to have been in first year high school. Like at that point, like I'm no longer a child. I didn't grow up with it. I grew up with things like Lord of the Rings and Dark Tower. So you just didn't really enjoy Harry Potter. Well, I didn't read the books and I've only seen the movies and the movies were entertaining, but I don't know. Like to me, it didn't grasp me. It's like one of those things where I think if you read it as a kid, it's amazing. But if you come into it as an older person, you, to me, it didn't do anything too different. To me, it was a big, I don't know. It's, it's the classic hero's journey, Jesus plot, which is not bad. I'm not saying Harry Potter I mean, is bad. It's an entertaining movie. To me, how dare you, Harry Potter? Some people, some people are very religious about it. They, they're almost zealots about it. Yeah. Um, so, I don't get it, but I understand. I, but I understand if you were a kid and you were reading those books from day one to the end, and then you saw your favorite book series get adapted. Yeah, you're gonna have a lot of. So I, it's like I don't know. Harry Potter is like the millennial ge- generation Star Wars. Yeah, and I think actually even more so, really, because there were eight different movies right mm-hmm. and it had the same cast throughout the movies so yeah. as you were as you were growing up with these movies you were literally growing up with the characters in them right they would they were getting yeah. older as you were getting older yeah so, so i didn't have the experience because like when the first harry potter movie i think it was a senior in high school had to have been something like that yeah and so I didn't grow up with them I'm not, and i'm not trashing harry potter fans the same how dare you i just <laughs> I've seen the movies once and you said my Patronus. I don't remember what that is. Like, uh, yeah. The, the first movie came out in 2001. Yeah. So I was senior in high school then. Hmm. Cause I graduated. Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like when I was a senior in high school, I kind of hated everything too. Yeah. Well, so you're only two years younger than me. So did you, are you into the Harry Potters too? Pretty heavy. Not, not really. Like um. I, so Harry Potter, I remember when the books came out, everyone at my at my school was like so excited about the all the Harry Potter stuff. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, eh. I mean, the I most I, I remember. Was, Go ahead, I Mitch. loved it. Oh, I was just saying like, because the books came out, the first book came out in 97. Yeah. Uh, and then 98, 99, 2000. 2003, 2005, and then 2007. So I didn't start reading. I started reading the books in 98. So when the first book was out uh, and the second book had just come out. Mm-hmm. And so that was when I started, that was when I started reading them and I, and I read every single one of them the, the day that it came out. In fact, uh, a lot of those times in like 2005, uh, was it the Half Blood Prince? Yeah. Okay. So in 2005, actually, specifically, I remember this one uh, because I was not in the country uh, when that book came out in July. Uh, and my dad was, I was out uh, visiting family with my mom, and my dad came and met us. And I remember my dad brought me a copy of the book so I could read it. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, as, cool. as far as like 
adolescent material it's pretty good like compared to what they have nowadays is it was way better like how many fucking teenage apocalyptic stories have you seen in the last 10 years you know not getting good ones yeah well well, you know it's actually kind of funny too because so harry potter uh came out right and like there wasn't at least to my knowledge there wasn't a whole lot that came out around the same time that was similar to it um like there were like you could argue that uh other books that have to do with um wizards and magic wizards. and stuff like that are 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 similar um like Jim Butcher's the Storm uh, Stormfront right the first or book of his series the- came out in 2000 Peter Jackson wasn't that one of them too that was a book series wasn't it the uh, the Olympian Percy one Jackson? Percy Jackson oh yeah. Percy Jackson Percy I'm Jackson. like the director of Lord yeah, of the Rings yeah he had a biography about him being <laughs> director <laughs> yeah so like so those movies came out and everything like that and and or excuse me those those books were written and they're I you could argue that they're a little similar and everything um but you don't see a lot of the same. Uh, like there, I wouldn't say that they're necessarily the same genre that you have with other book series that are that are coming out, right? Like, or that have come out recently. Like you had, um, like the Hunger Games was one of them, mm-hmm. right? Hunger Games come out came out as a book series. That was a teenage post-apocalyptic story, yeah. right? Yep. And then there was uh, Maze Runner is another teenage post-apocalyptic story. I mean, they're they're separate. They're different. Wasn't there another book that came out that was really similar to Hunger Games too? Yeah, well, it's the um, the one with the Shailene Woodley. What the hell is that show called? It's a book series, but it um, Divergent. Divergent. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. That's yeah, the one. And that one, at least the movie for that, flopped pretty hard after like the third movie. Because mm-hmm. yeah, sucked. Well, it was just, it was a it was a theme. It was a you often wonder too, like all these kind of series come out at the same time if they're like copycats or not, or if like the, all these authors were planning this and it just happened to happen that way. Do you ever wonder that? Uh, there's also a word for it's that, like a zeitgeist thing. Zeitgeist. That's the one. Zeitgeist. Yeah. Because like the so, vampire craze happened before that, right? Yeah, and, yeah, that's true. So put it to put a pin in the Harry Potter thing. My. Patron's charm, according to Pottermore, is a oh, pheasant. You did it. Ooh, look at that. Do I have to do this? Do I have to look this up? Yep. You got to go to Pottermore, make an account. Don't forget to sort yourself into a uh, I don't want to make an account. <laughs> <laughs> not doing that. Maybe we'll find out next time whether yeah. or not Jason's Patronus charm is he's probably a, a Slytherin. A sl- whether he's a Slytherin or he's someone <laughs> What's it like called? Pottermore? Cat. Yeah. So what do I do here? I'm curious. What do you do? Uh, you go in you and sign then in. You do anything? make an account, and then you should be on your homepage, and then it'll be like, oh, sort into a house. My Hogwarts house. There's Patronus. There's you get to pick uh, it, or it picks it for you. You take a quiz. Oh God! I mean, every wizard can pick their own house if they want. That sounds stupid. But, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. My my wand is a rowan wood with dragon heartstring core, 12 and a half inches, and solid flexibility. People <laughs> discover People this. This, discover your Patronus. Yeah. Okay, I have to, I'm not going to do this right now. This is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, right. I'll update you guys next week what, 
what house and Patronus I don't care about, but yes. Perfect. It's, it's, it's Slytherin's the salty ones, right? Yeah, that's the yes. salty yeah, one. Yeah, that's probably what it'll be. All but right. wasn't wasn't the like the the dude though a hero from that like a the great guy or the 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 dude that died in real life what's his name the emo guy uh yeah professor snape yeah that fucker wasn't he awesome i mean it turns out he was awesome see that's why yeah so if i'm them that just that makes sense you're going to be that guy probably i mean everyone always prejudges me anyway like they prejudge me as like the super big mean person but Deep down, I'm probably not. <laughs> Deep down, you're just more mean. More Deep mean. Down, you're just you peel back the layers, and they're just more salt. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. So I want to I want to play a game. Speaking of books, okay. Okay. Have you guys, have you guys heard of Amazon first reads? Uh, no. So is this is this like their? Because uh, don't they have like a reading? They own Audible, don't they? Yeah, I don't know. What so is it? What is it? First reads is so every Prime member, you get one free book every month of these books that are like they're sometimes they're re-releases, sometimes they're like new books. A lot of times they're new books that are coming out. Oh. And you get a copy of whatever book you choose for free. And okay. uh what we're gonna do right now is I need to pick my Amazon first read. So I'm going to read you guys the title. And the author name, and nothing else, and you guys are going to pick the book. So, are you ready? There's, okay. There's a couple. There's a couple options here. First one is Eduardo Guidardo, Elite Sheep, a children's book by Anthony Pearson. Next. You've Been So Lucky Already, a memoir by Alethea Black. We Were Mothers, a suspense novel by Katie Sis. I'm probably going to butcher a lot of these names. That's okay. Uh, What Have You Done, a thriller by Matthew Farrell. Uh, The Rule of One, a young adult novel by Ashley Saunders and Leslie Saunders. Or The Ragged Edge of Night, a historical fiction by Olivia Hawker. Do uh, any of you remember any of the titles that I just said? I'm going to go with What Have You Done? See, and I was in between What Have You Done and The Rule of One. Is it because that one has two authors? Okay, no, actually, so, because the rule of one reminds me of the rule of two, or the rule Ooh. of three. <laughs> okay, so since those are since those are the uh, finalists, let's go ahead and read the prompts, and then you guys can tell me what you think. Okay, okay. let's start with what have you done? Uh, what have you done when a mutilated body is found hanging in a CD motel in Philadelphia? Forensic specialist Liam Dower assumes the crime scene will be business as usual. Instead, the victim turns out to be a woman he had an affair with before breaking it off to save his marriage. 
But there's a problem. Liam has no memory of where he was or what he did on the night of the murder. Panicked, Liam turns to his brother, Sean, a homicide detective. Sean has his back, but incriminating evidence keeps piling up from fingerprints to DNA. Everything points to Liam, who must race against time and his department to uncover the truth, even if that truth is his own guilt. Yet, as he digs deep, dark secrets come to light, and Liam begins to suspect the killer might actually be Sean. Dot, dot, dot. That sounds interesting. I'd, I'd, I'd read, read that. Okay. Or I the mean, rule it, of one. It's probably going to have some stupid twist, but I mean, it's, it's starting out well. Or the rule of one by Ashley Saunders and Leslie Saunders. In their world, telling the truth has become the most dangerous crime of all. In the near future, United States, a one-child policy is ruthlessly, ruthlessly enforced. Everyone follows the rule of one, but Ava Goodwin daughter of the head of Texas Family Planning Division, has a secret. One her mother died to keep, and her father has helped to hide for her entire life. She has an identical twin sister, Mira. For 18 years, Ava and Mira have lived as one, trading places every day, maintain an interchangeable existence, down to the most telling detail. But when their charade is exposed... Their worst nightmare begins. Now they must leave behind the father they love and fight for their lives, branded as trainers and hunted as fugitives and pushed to discover just how far they'll go in order to stay alive. Ava and Mira rush headlong into the terrifying unknown. Isn't that a movie? Yeah, there's a Netflix movie that is essentially that plot. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, Wednesday, the Wednesday movie. Yeah. Uh, so... The Wednesday, it's called the Wednesday movie? No, it's it's um It's called Wednesday, what? right? Nah. What happened better have Wait, Christina what happened, to, what happened to Wednesday? Does it have I, Christina I Ricci in it? No, it's what happened to you? Monday. Oh, that's what it was. What happened to Monday? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's got Rooney Mara, I believe. That does not doesn't sound like Christina Ricci. And she plays no. seven different sisters. Yeah who can only go out on the on one day. Yep. So and then Monday gets killed and the, that's the whole plot. And chaos ensues. Yeah. Okay. So, which one should I choose? Do do I mean, do. I'm going to have to go with what have you done, honestly. I I that rule the other one, one seems like a uh, it like, seems weird. Like don't get me wrong, it's probably a good book. Uh it seems like it's a typical it's a young adult book right because it seems like it's a typical young adult book yes it is a young adult book okay and what have you done as a thriller what that means mine's better all right i think what have you done sounds like a like a good book uh and it it should like i don't know give it a shot all of you amazon prime have to get what have you done this month is this like can you is this also like an audible thing because i do audible uh yeah you could probably it's probably on audible i don't know Not if you get it for yet. free on audible it is on i'm looking know. at it the, right now it is on audible but you get the the kindle edition for free with first reads yep. well fuck <laughs> well fuck and by the way if you also wanted the rule of one the pre-order price is cheap because you get the thing because for uh, prime subscribers. Do you, so, okay. I'm not an, a real big reader anymore. Uh, I've really jumped on the audiobook train, but I'm going to ask you guys since you two are, do you, so because of the massive amount of 
books that are on Amazon because it's self-publishing and stuff. Does this does this system that we just went off? Do you think it filters out the bad shit real well? Does that make sense? Like the Amazon first reads? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I found some pretty good books on first reads. Okay. Like sometimes they're shit, but like it's like some of them are pretty good. Like I haven't found, I'll have to say I haven't found anything that's like a life changing experience kind of book that really like I would say is like a definitive, like everyone should read this book kind of book. But like I would, I would say I've, I've found some entertaining books on there. Okay, cool. Because like one of the things I've always had a hard time navigating through is just the sheer amount of books that are published through it. You know what I'm saying? Like, holy cow. Uh, you know, I really like if you haven't checked out, um, there's a site called Goodreads. I've been there before. Yeah. I really like their, their setup because you can put in there what you like and everything like that. And it'll, it'll recommend, uh, other books for you and everything. And then you can obviously read people's reviews on books and whatnot. There we go. So in fact, actually you just reminded me. Now that we're talking about books some more, uh, that there is a book that comes out tomorrow that I want called Vengeful. Oh boy. Vengeful? By, yeah, by V.E. Schwab. Uh, it's book two uh, of one of her series. The first one was Vicious, uh, and that book was really good. I read it in a day. Oh, nice. Yeah. So... I need to make a stop at the bookstore tomorrow. So we were talking about WoW earlier and we're talking about how popular it was and all kinds of stuff. And um, WoW has had this displaced player base for a long time um, about wanting to go back to its origins of vanilla WoW. No, I'm not going to talk about WoW Classic. I know WoW Classic has been announced and there's a reason for that. But back in 2013, 2014, there was this game that came out called Wildstar. And Wildstar um, purported to be purported to be um, like vanilla WoW in terms of difficulty. There, there were things like um, attunement for raids, all kinds of stuff. Um, and I was very attracted to this game, not necessarily because it was like vanilla WoW, but because of uh, how it presented itself. It had a really slick art style. Like the art style was very reminiscent of Disney. Um, if you if were to look it up yourself right now, you could see it looks like Disney characters. Actually, they specifically look like Treasure Planet. It's art style. Have you ever seen that movie, you guys? Oh, I'm yeah. Not. It's not. It's like the dark. It's like the 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 redhead stepchild of Disney movies. I actually like it yeah, a lot. Like, that was like a really good movie that everyone hated because it wasn't like a Disney movie. Yeah, because it, yeah, I love that movie. I thought I thought it was great, and even the plot, like the lore around the Wild Star, it was very reminiscent of Treasure Planet. Even the way they like designed their plan. But anyway, so I was attracted to the design, um, and the difficulty and the music. Um, it has one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in my life um, in a video game. Uh, and basically the, re- the reason I bring it up is Wildstar is officially shutting down. And I, I quit the game after like six months, but it's kind of sad because when I you go, you go back in your head, at least I do. And you think about what the possibility of that game was, because it did have, it did have redeeming qualities. Um, Mitch, you played it with me for a little bit, didn't you? I did, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I definitely enjoyed it when I played it. 
one of the things I really liked about it, and so one of my biggest beefs with World of Warcraft is the combat. It's the thing you do the most. And to me, it gets so old after a while. The tab targeting gets old. The, the cycling of abilities gets old. And Wildstar, it had a more action combat binge to it. Not mm-hmm. completely. Um, like your your attacks were telegraphed on the ground and stuff like that. But they had two cool mechanics that I'd never seen in MMO before. They had every, every class had a dodge. So you, you would just double tap and you would dodge out of the way and a double jump. And it made for some interesting fucking encounters in that game. Like just the stupid normal five man dungeons were a trip. They were challenging. They required you to talk to people. Excuse me. They required you to talk to people. Um, and if you didn't, you died. Did you ever do a dungeon with me, Mitch? Uh, I don't think so. No. So even the trash, if you didn't coordinate your um, your your interrupts, every class had to interrupt at least one. Um, you would get fucked. Like you'd get so screwed. And the same went with the bosses. And another thing I liked about that game. Um, so one of the things I don't like about World of Warcraft is most of its music is like ambient music, except for like the title screen and the cinematics. You're in the world. It's ambient music. You're fighting a boss. And there's nothing happening. But in Wildstar, as soon as that boss battle started, this badass fucking music started playing, and it got you hyped up, and it was awesome. Um, so they they did a lot of things right in that area. What the problem was, um, the population started to down go down because of how hardcore it was. It was a very hardcore game. Once you got the end game, you had to do this massive list of things to get it tuned to do raids. Um, the dungeon content, because it was difficult, turned off a lot of people who didn't have that skill set. Um, they had server problems. So it's typical things that happen in MMO. But basically, their biggest misstep was targeting to that the, that that hardcore, those people that wanted vanilla WoW, and apparently not enough of them did, if that makes sense. So eventually, the game got went free to play, and... Uh, they toned down a lot of the, the stuff that made the game hard, like dungeons were now a no-brainer. You could just run through them like you could in WoW. So a lot of that magic was lost. So unfortunately, the it, it, even after the game going free-to-play, um, they went, it lasted for a couple of years, and the studio is going down. Um, and that sucks. I mean, I like the concept, I like the art, and I definitely like the music. And I already, I bought... Once I heard that that was going, that the game was going down, I went and bought the soundtrack because it's really that fucking good. And thankfully, things like YouTube have archives of that too. But um, it sucks when an MMO like that goes down because unlike a game like Skyrim, which I can play anytime I want to, I can never go back and play that game unless someone creates a private server. So uh, all in all, uh, rest in peace, Wildstar. Uh, no one probably gives a shit, but. I thought it was a cool game that had a lot of potential that uh, it that that they just uh, didn't capitalize on. So should we have a moment of silence for Wildstar? No, no. But you know what? Go buy that fucking soundtrack. It's really good. It might not be as good if you don't get to see it while it's played. But and who knows? Someone will probably do a private server. But NCSoft has been known to like nuke those immediately. So yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I guess they'll still own it, right? When the when the Carbine Studio is down, NC Soft will NC Soft will still own it. Also, they might nuke it. Probably. They might nuke a private server, but you know what they do is like they sit on their IPs, like City Heroes, for example. Even mm-hmm. though that's not been existent, like nobody else could try to 
do anything with that. But but yeah, it had a lot of potential, I think. I think it really puts in perspective too, like a lot of the things that uh like since we're talking about wow um as well, a lot of the things that wow does in order to go through and and keep subscribers. And I think that's a lot of the reason why people are really excited or at least voicing an excitement for wow classic, uh, because Wildstar try to try to go for that, that right. Like, um, wow in itself was, especially at the time when Wildstar came out was getting to the point where it was just like super, super easy. And, uh, people were missing the difficulty and then Wildstar came out and then, you know, like you said, not enough people, are not there wasn't enough people that wanted the difficulty to keep it alive, which puts into perspective why uh wow makes a lot of their stuff easy. Uh, I would say, you know, and, and if anything, like Wildstar could have benefited more by uh like tiering their content. Like if you could have uh the dungeon that's requires immense coordination and whatnot be at a different level than the casual player, that that might have saved it at least for a little longer yeah totally gotta but, you gotta make those casuals happy man yeah unless it's but a it hardcore goes. game like eve like that's a game where the hardcore thrives right so yeah and that's, that's like its true. own thing so but that the, well, any i think anybody who's a fan of that theme park mmo style you definitely have to you can't piss off the casuals like you just can't yeah, well, i think that's a different it's a different type of people that you're going after, right? Like you're, yeah. if you're Eve, you don't market your game to the people that play World of Warcraft. It's a different type of game. Yeah, it totally is. Right. But Wildstar with its cartoon like design and everything, like it 100% was like, Hey, you like World of Warcraft? You like MMOs and you like, like check out all these cool things. And it was super cool and it was a lot of fun. Uh, but it didn't keep the casuals. Didn't keep the cash. You know, it's it's funny that you bring up Eve though, because CCP just sold to Black Desert Online's uh, Pearl Abyss. What? So, even Black Desert, Black Online. Desert Online, yeah, which I guess is Pearl Abyss, a little bit of what? a notorious uh, pay-to-win game. Yes, the Black Desert Online like is a very much a pay-to-win game. So, I guess. I don't know. We'll see what happens to Eve, but it kind of seems like the Eve model of like, oh, we're going to only go hardcore gamers and everything's going to be hard is very hard to make money off of. Yeah, I can see that too. So I, I'm actually kind of surprised that that game's been around for so much, for as long as it has been. Right. Yeah, there it is. Pearl Abyss acquires CCP Games, makers of Eve Online. Interesting pretty crazy would you like to know more so mitch (laughs) what's up you have an alexa right uh yeah i have three of them oh we got a smart house going on yeah actually i just got uh i just bought a uh smart video doorbell uh, and it, it came with a free echo dot which is kind of cool. nice. So what do you think about a smart toaster oven? Uh, it's shit. Or like maybe a smart toaster shit. What about like a, like a smart easy bake oven? 
See, now that I could get in for. Yeah? Yeah. Because then I could tell, like, obviously I don't cook with the Easy Bake Oven, right? Like, if I had a daughter, she would be cooking with the Easy Bake Oven. And then when she's in her room making cookies and cakes and it's dinner time and she's not coming out of her room to eat dinner, then I can be like, Alexa, turn off the Easy Bake Oven. And then that would force her to come and eat dinner. (laughs) That would make sense. So... What about an Alexa-powered microwave? So let me tell you the reason why Amazon's Alexa-powered microwave, I think, is the stupidest Alexa device that you could possibly have. So Can it play movies on the microwave? <laughs> I w- it, that might make it better, but no. So I... Like I don't, I just, I guess I don't understand it, right? So Alexa came out and said, "Here's a bunch of new Echo devices." Like, oh, and by the way, here's a microwave. And my first reaction was, "What? I don't, I don't get it." And they're and they're sitting there talking about how you can like tell it to cook things. Um, it's like you can be, you can be like, "Oh, Alexa, make popcorn," or you. Can, I think another one was uh, like, "Oh, warm up some tea or reheat coffee," right? But that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, in order to go through and 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 heat up your coffee or make popcorn, you have to be at your microwave and oh, put so it, the shit in the microwave. It has, like, little hands that can go and reach out to your, like, coffee grounds or something? I mean, that would be cool, but no. Uh, like, it does... It doesn't have, like, know. a little compartment that it can drop, like pieces of popcorn in to start popping it it has nothing it has so it's just a microwave nothing. it's just a microwave it's a 700 watt microwave it's always listening to you uh apparently yeah see i'm not i'm not real i don't i don't have an alexa i don't plan on getting one i'm just not real hype about having these listening devices in my house all the time and i understand i have a, a smartphone but i have to draw the line somewhere like this is my get off my lawn moment well, it, like, it just doesn't animals. make sense. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't get it. convenience factor has to be there, right? Like, it, it says it has, so here's, here's the, the description, right? It's like, oh, it's now easier to defrost peas, make popcorn, cook potatoes, and reheat rice. Quick cook voice presets and simplified keypad let you just, uh, just ask Alexa to start microwaving. So, instead of having a popcorn button on, on the microwave, you have to hit the Alexa button on the microwave and say microwave make popcorn (laughs) or like instead of hitting the number two to automatically put your microwave into a two minute cycle, you hit the Alexa button and say Alexa microwave for two minutes. Like that seems more annoying than just hitting the button. Uh, Exactly. And it's not saving me any time. It's not like I'm going to be sitting at my couch and like, be like, oh man, I'm watching this movie. Like, I could really use some popcorn. That sounds delicious right now. And I'd still have to get up, go to my ca- my cabinet, grab the popcorn, open it, throw it in the microwave, and then now apparently tell my microwave to start instead of just clicking the popcorn button. Like, I don't like. I, I got sense. exhausted hearing you tell that story. I can't imagine having to do that. They're what they're trying to do is make it so you don't hit buttons anymore and you're going to be that lazy and you'll be dependent on Alexa for everything. So eventually Alexa will be on your toilet and you won't be able to flush it yourself. You have to like talk to the robot to flush the toilet. (laughs) Alexa, Alexa, flush the toilet. (laughs) 
Alexa, please my turn on my bidet. And then it's like, did you have a good shit? And you're like, yes. Thanks, Alexa. Alexa, oh. turn on the shower water. Oh, it's too hot. Turn it down. You could do that yourself, you know. No, I can't. No, no everything more. must be smart. I'm embedded in technology more. forever. Yeah, like I, I could don't. see, I could see a electric powered microwave if they could figure out a way, like you, they connect it to your like fridge, right? Because most things you have in the microwave are going to be in your fridge, your freezer. So if it was like connected to the fridge in some way, where you could see like Alexa, make me some mac and cheese, and it's like, and it like goes gets the mac and cheese from the freezer, puts it in the microwave, cooks it for you, and it's like, okay, it's done. I mean, that would, that would be, be fucking cool. cool. But then like. I mean, isn't that that part? Isn't like at that point, isn't it just Rosie from the Jetsons? Yeah, I'd like Rosie from the Jetsons, please. And then she can come and feed me the mac and cheese. Yeah, that sounds better than a stupid microwave that I still have to do all the work for. Yeah. Like, I, I like who's can, working for who here? I don't, I could get the microwave. Here's what I see happening. If I were to ever buy this microwave, I would get it and it would go on my counter and I'd be like, man, this is kind of cool. I would use it once or twice and in fact the only thing that would make me even remotely want it is if i could say alexa tea earl gray hot and, and then, then it makes you tea and then it makes me tea and warms it up okay because right now you can say okay, that, that to alexa cool. you could say that to your alexa right now and it just says the replicators are broken but I like I don't know. I would use it once or twice, and then at, at that point, it's just like it, they're making it less convenient by removing buttons and do forcing think, me to use voice. Do you think that that Easter egg is actually just a placeholder, a placeholder for the because they want to make replicators? Maybe. Who knows? I'd be. You know, maybe that's maybe the microwave is just being like, okay, like can we get the Alexa components in a microwave without like without it failing. And then they slowly transform that microwave into a replicator. Okay. Probably, I think I'm back on board. I also think they want to train you not to use a traditional microwave and just be dependent on Alexa. Here's my other problem though, right? Like the microwave that they are offering is, uh, it's a smaller than normal microwave from what it looks like. Um, it's 0.7 cubic feet. I don't know what a normal size microwave size is. Uh, and it's only 700 watts. That's but the, that's the small size of the it's two small, right? Microwave. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, so it's smaller than a normal microwave. Uh, and it only comes in uh, black. So my, my second problem with this is that I feel like a lot of people that own houses and are buying appliances purchase their appliances to match. Maybe I'm wrong. Or maybe that's just only some people, but no, you're I definitely like, right. A I know black when appliance, I buy, I, that would not end up in my house. Right? Like all of my this. all of my appliances are stainless steel. I'm not gonna yep. replace my stainless steel microwave with a black microwave. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah that's i think they're gonna have problems with that too because people yeah. people need things to look a certain way 
Well, and then it's not only that too, right? Like not only do they need to look a certain way, but you can have a stainless steel microwave from different brands that look differently. Yeah. So if, if you have all GE appliances and your microwave goes out, you're going to be damn sure you're buying a GE microwave. Yep. Right? Like I'm not going to go buy some Alexa, Ale- Amazon basic microwave. Yeah. It's stupid. I could see it because it is only $60. Like maybe if I was back in college and living in a dorm, then I could see. Does it have other, does it, does it have other features? Like, is it actually just a fully fledged Alexa? Because if I had a microwave that could also turn on my TV, that sounds like a better idea for a college student. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's a, it's an Alexa. It says it has auto popcorn replenishment, can automatically reorder popcorn when you run low. Enabled by Amazon Dash replenishment technology, uh, which actually makes me think that you have to push a button to reorder popcorn. Yep. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I I I think it's a full. I think it's a full Alexa. Maybe I won't be buying one. I like hitting buttons. That has, that has the official Jason thumbs down. What's your yeah. verdict, Mitch? I'm just I I'm just not quick to ad- I'm very slow to adopt that kind of technology. Like I was, it was like 2012 before I first got my first smartphone. I'm very yeah, slow fair. to adopt that stuff. So, Mitch, out of out of 15 Mitches, how many Mitches does it get? Uh, it gets it gets two out of 15 Mitches, Ooh. and and that extra one Mitch is because I guess they're trying. I don't know. He gave one extra Mitch for effort. I mean, soon you'll have a holographic Jeff Bezos in your house. It'll be fine. And he'll be watching you all the time. All See, now that's something I can get into. You'll walk in and he'll be like, hi, I'm holographic Jeff Bezos. I have a book I want to sell you. (laughs) I I heard you like this book. (laughs) Thanks, Jeff. Oh, my God. That'd be great. Did you know that avocado is on sale at Whole Food? You should go right now oh my god that would be great hi i don't know i'm more in favor of it now (laughs) you you ask your alexa what the weather's like outside and a holographic jeff bezos pops out and he like walks outside and like looks around a little bit and then comes back oh it's currently 78 degrees now if steam came out with that with holographic gabe newell where he's like hi i'm gabe newell your something on your wish list is available I would totally do that instead. I would too. Hi, I'm Gabe Newell. I guess I'm buying it. Thanks for playing (laughs) Dota 2. (laughs) The best announcer back ever. You have more than two, but less than four games on sale on your wish list. All right, guys. So I wanted to do something a little bit different this time, and we're going to get a little bit political. We're going to do a new segment wherein we talk about uh, some kind of politics that maybe doesn't get in the news very often. So here we go. Uh, TMJ Political Corner. Meow. So what I wanted to talk about is Arizona Prop 126. And which one is that again? So says the Protect Arizona Taxpayer Act. Yep. So what this is, it is a amendment to the Arizona Constitution 
uh, to prohibit taxation of services, uh, any new tax of service. Specifically, here's what here's what the language does. A yes vote will prohibit state and local governments from enacting any new or increased tax on services that are not already in effect on December 31st, 2017. A no vote would just preserve everything that's happening right now. So essentially what it is, it's a constitutional amendment that will prevent state, local, anyone in Arizona from making any new taxes to tax any kind of service. So if you start up a business, start up a business where you're doing like advertising for something and there's not already a law in place that taxes advertising, well, the state wouldn't be able to make new laws about that. Hmm. Sounds awfully libertarian. So I'm, I'm, I'm one, I'm not, I'm, it, this seems like the kind of thing that's like a, like a, uh, a law that's really like a slam dunk for people because like who likes taxes, right? Like who's going to campaign to be like, Oh my God, we should keep taxes. Right. But this is sort of insane. Like, why would we take away? What, what's the purpose of this law? Well, We're taking away. Well, it sounds the, unfair almost. Well, right. Cause there's already taxes in place on goods and some services already. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is we're taking away the ability for the legislature or state local legislatures to raise extra funds by taxing services that they think need to be taxed. And it seems kind of crazy. Like, why don't we just add a constitutional amendment to just ban government? Yeah. And services is such a broad term. Like services could mean software. Yep. Or a subscription. Yep. I mean, that's a service, right? Yep. You know, Netflix, yeah, it, go ahead. It, it's also, I think that they are, okay, so so that 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 depends on how they define service in their, uh, in their definition in the, in the bill, right? Because like services also include the person you pay to cut your hair and the person that you do, that does your pool maintenance or, uh, no, the that does your landscaping or whatever, right? Like, if because at that point that is a service that they're providing. It's not. It's not a good, right? It's not something tangible or physical that you can hold in your hand. Yeah, your your the service that you're paying for is labor, and the labor itself is taxed, right? When they go through and they pay, yeah, income taxes. When, when you pay income taxes, it's already taxed. Okay. So this would just prevent them from adding additional taxes compared to what you already pay. So you wouldn't be not paying taxes at all. Just you wouldn't be paying a sales tax. Is that right? I don't know much about it. So Well, so it's not going to change anything that's already in place. It's like a preemptive measure to try to keep the government from making new taxes. Okay. So, and I think it's it's sort of interesting. The people that are supporting it are the Arizona Association of Realtors and the American Institute of Architects for Arizona. That are supporting the... The bill? The yes on. Yes. Right. Supporting okay. yes. Be, I wonder why. Cool. So they would qualify as service, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's a... That's a massive industry right there, right? Like, yeah. especially out here, because the housing market's on a boom, isn't it? Well, could well, you imagine if you went and you have a... Like, right now, it's it's 
typical when a realtor sells a house that they get 6%, right? Uh, and if it's a private party sell, that's usually 3% from the seller and 3% from the buyer. Could you imagine if if they went out and they said, okay, cool, now realtors, you're offering a service uh, and we, the the state now is going to tax you, you know, a 3% tax on the amount that you're making. Yeah. So now they have on top of, so out of the 6% that's coming out of that they're getting as income, they're going to have to pay 3% tax on that. And then also have to pay 3% income tax or not 3% income tax, but also have to pay income tax on the amount of money that they were already taxed. Yeah. Is that's maybe I'm misunderstanding it, but that's what it seems like it is to me. And that well, yeah. doesn't seem it's, right. It's a tax on services, but that's what a tax on services is, right? Like you're consuming something. And so the government is going to tax you for it. I think something like that, like, you know, I'm not, I don't think that I would support the specific law that you're talking about. That would, that, you know, th- a theoretical law that was going to tax realtors. Um, but I will, I will say that, like, I think it's worth, worth debating it and having it actually be voted on by the legislature instead of making the whole making the whole uh issue mute moot always because we have just a constitutional amendment that's like nope can't do it like it just seems it just seems like something like we shouldn't we should not get so stringent with something like that because we need we need to be able like who knows what what the future is going to going to have, you know, like it yeah, almost I mean, be better. Like, you know, too. and then you have like the Texas, like the Texas model, they don't charge income tax and they have really high sales taxes on things, including on real estate. So you're saying it balances out. I think the government gets its money eventually anyway. So if we're going to not tax services, you know, what's going to happen is your income tax is going to start going up. So you're saying that, I'm not trying to like try to get in your head, but your your point is that everything balances out in the end, technically. So like this is like a you know if you put a roadblock in putting extra additional taxes on this thing, it will just get it from somewhere else. Well, yeah, that's one that's one part of the point. The government will definitely get the money regardless. Or and but the other point is also just philosophically is really just seems kind of silly to make something that's so that's so stringent sure. putting it's on the uh putting it on the legislature do you know what sparked this was there a, like a lobby or a bunch of people complaining or it was just like a spontaneous bill like i don't as as shitty it is i don't pay attention to state politics i think a lot of people in our generation don't do that and it's very bad should yeah. pay attention um, I'm knocking myself here, but do you know what caused uh, this to happen or like well, come up? I think they don't want to, I don't think they don't want to be, I don't think they want to be taxed. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about the uh, specific history of why. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know that either. Do What's the polling like on it? Do you know? Let's find out. All right. Hmm. Well, while you're pulling that up, it just seems weird. Like I can understand your point, right? Of of being like, well, why 
Because on the one hand, right, it's like, okay, well, why would you want to ban all of it? And when you could just have the individual conversations as they come up, right? Like, if yeah. they were if they were going to say tax realtors, that would have to be passed. And in which case, that would go through one of these propositions, and then it would be voted against. So, you know, we can either knock them all down right away or get them, like, as they as they pop up um which i you know i can kind of see that point yeah so at the same time like i just don't i don't know for me i don't see a reason why we would want to i understand taxing i understand taxing goods i don't necessarily understand taxing services um when what you're paying for is the person's time and that person is already getting taxed it's kind of hard to I'll, maybe I'll bring, bring this argument out there. And I'm, when I think th- services, I'm thinking maybe like small, small, small trade stuff, like maybe plumbing or, yep. or whatever. Yeah, I'm that, pretty sure most that's people... That's an example. How would you... Pol- uh, even if we did try to tax those things, it's very hard to police because you can just do things under the table unless you're a big corporation and then you're more scrutinized. But I mean, I, I know tons of people who have service-based business and don't always report everything on their taxes. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely like the, true. That's like the the um the service industry of waiter restaurant, right? Oh yeah, like you only like, report credit card tips, not cash tips. That's I, I yeah. used to do that. Come get me. <laughs> I haven't been in a restaurant as you for in eight years. You know. Yep, that's that's so, a similar thing. To answer to answer your question, Mitch, and actually your question, Jason. So I I can't find. I actually can't find polling data on it. I'm not sure that there's anyone doing polling data on it, but uh, if I find it, maybe we'll talk about it next time. But uh, one of the things that did prompt it was there was a house bill that was trying to introduce a levy of taxes on beauty, nails, pet grooming, childcare, and so on, like all sorts of different services. But specifically what they were doing was also lowering income taxes at the same time. So essentially it was doing more what I was talking about where they're just restructuring the way that taxes are collected Hmm. to more of a consumption based. And then your personal, your personal income tax liability goes down. Well, damn. Okay. So that actually has that, that has a different feel on it when you're talking about us compared to like, if you were talking about it as a, uh, like an, an international government, right? Cause that's one thing that we do here in the U S that's different than a lot of other countries is that we don't include taxes that you pay inside the price inside any advertised price. Right. Like if you go to a store in the UK or in Europe, wherever, uh, you see a price on an item in a store and that price includes taxes. So if you see something that's five euros, you go to the checkout counter and you go to pay for it, it's going to cost you five euros. Whereas here you see something that's five bucks, you go to the checkout counter and it's five times whatever your local- uh, That taxes? Yeah, whatever your local tax bracket is, right? For whatever your area, city, county you're in. So- like because of that when we go through and we talk about things like nails or pet grooming right say you say you owned a mobile um 
pet grooming service and you charge $50 per dog, right? Right now, as it is, you charge your customer $50, they pay you, and then at the end of uh, the year, you have to tally up your income and pay income tax on it. Yep. And then according to the bill that you just proposed, it would say it would lower the amount of uh, income tax I would pay on Mitchell's dog groomings are the best LLC. <laughs> but patent pending. Would, right. <laughs> but it would make it so that when I go and I charge so, uh, a, a customer for uh, dog grooming, I would say, okay, cool. Yeah. The grooming's $50 and then it's all right, $50. And then, you know, your total comes out to 50 to whatever, because now there's tax on it. Right. And, and, and most people here actually wouldn't even bat an eye on that because it's a, oh yeah, cool. There's tax. Like everyone th- knows that tax is going to be added onto the end. And that actually would help me because then I'm, the government gets the same amount of money they're already getting, but I'm actually paying less. And as a consumer, the consumer pays more. So it's a little bit down on them, but I don't know if it's necessarily noticeable. Yeah, maybe. I think that, uh, I think that the biggest thing about it is like these are all like these are all like conversations right that need that need to be having maybe we should restructure restructure things like that or maybe it's not a good idea but i think it's it's silly to like go to the point of creating a constitutional amendment because it's a lot harder to get rid of that that's true yeah, I, I see, can get that. I see what you're saying. You're, you're, you're saying that this might not be a bad idea, but the way it's being implemented could be a bad idea because it's hard to ratify once it's in the Constitution. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a bad idea just to implement something that says, no, we can never even think about adding something. That makes sense. Okay, I can see that. I can I, agree with that, too. Yeah, and get- then actually, and, you know, thinking more about it and, and going over different use cases of it, it doesn't even like, I mean, as a consumer, you would probably, you would end up paying a little bit more if they did impose taxes, but I guess it just depends on. See, the thing I like about consumption taxes though, is you're paying more tax, but you're paying taxes where you're actually consuming something. You're taking something out of the economy. So you're paying a tax for it. So it helps like, you know, the government can ta- can change taxes based off of what things are hot market, right? So if like there's a giant service industry for dog grooming, then, you know, maybe government wants a little bit of that and we can use that to pay for some schools or some roads or something. True. Or maybe because the taxes changed, you have your local dog groomers that are going to be like, oh, well, instead of instead of charging $50 per cut now, I can charge 45 Yeah, maybe. And then it ends up being the exact same thing. Yeah. Could be the same thing too. Hmm. Well, that's your episode of political corner with TMJ syndrome where we give you the facts and then we tell you how to think. Yep. I don't think we did that at all. No, no, no. You must think this way. You got to vote. No on prop One Twenty Six. You got to vote. What is that? What no, feel? Is that November, right? Yeah. Is no. I'll, well, I'll definitely research it more thanks to this. I learned stuff. I didn't even know about this shit. He and learned something. I learned something. If anybody's learned something, 
make sure that you leave it, some comments. You, I learned that you need to research shit going on in your local government. Everyone just seems to get on the the federal government train, you know, more so. I mean, I'd like to take every election like a uh, like a quiz from college. You do a shit ton of studying the night before you vote. Oh boy. Well, we actually had a really uh, long show and a lot of topics to get through. I think it went really well. What do you guys think? I agree. Yes. I think we won. I'm going to go take another uh, quiz on Pottermore. Apparently, they added more houses oh, or more, more schools. I did take one s- test, and I was Slytherin. Yeah, I knew it. Ah, nice. You fucks. <laughs> so. Yes, if you all called that, uh, give us a follow on YouTube. Check us out on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, um, all of the things. We're on, we should be on all the yeah. things. If we're not on all the things and you'd like us to see us on other things, let us know in uh, comments or whatever. Leave some comments on our Facebook post. Yeah, on our Facebook page, and we'll, we'll put it on there. Um, yeah, tell yeah. us where we should put our thing. Tell me where I should put my thing. If there's more uh, politics that you want us to talk about, ask about that. We're only going to go over local politics. Yeah, well, obscure shit. Not we're going. Yeah. yeah. So sweet. You know. Hey, thanks everyone. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye. bye. bye.